My name is Frank Alaco Jr. I'm the owner and uh, director of ASA and Prime Basketball. And for our first podcast, I figured what better topic to talk about than what I think is the most important part of being a good player and having a good team is the ability to play hard, the skill of playing hard. So I think the first thing to think about is what is it? What does it mean to play hard? You know, I think that you watch any game on TV and, and, and you hear fans talking and I think that phrase playing hard gets gets thrown around quite loosely nowadays. And so the first thing is, you know, what does it mean to play hard? You know, the first and only coach I ever had from the time I started playing the game until ultimately playing in college uh, for some great coaches at that level. But my father was my first coach, Frank Alaco Sr., who's a pretty legendary coach in, in Northern California and throughout the country. And he always told me, uh, there's, there's one thing you can control on the court, and that is to be the greatest competitor they ever saw. He felt like every player, every parent should leave a game that I played in uh, thinking that's the best competitor I've ever seen. So the next question really leads into what, what qualities does someone who truly plays hard, what, do they, what qualities do they showcase on the court? And I think the first one that instantly comes to mind, just because I would guess 99.9% of players don't do this well, would be communication. Um, I think people who communicate on defense, you know, um, also dead ball communication. I think this is a very important one. When the ball goes out of bounds or the other team's getting lined up to shoot a free throw, are your hands on your knees? Are you standing there kind of with your hands on top of your head resting? Or are you communicating? Are you looking at the coach and trying to translate his message to the rest of the team? And the reality is that's, that's part of playing hard. You know, that's, if you're not doing that, you're taking a break on the court. And just because it's a dead ball situation doesn't mean you should be doing that. You know, we always tell our players, you, you take a break when you sub out of the game and you're sitting on the bench. I think a place where this, another place this shows a lot is rebounding. You know, we talk about this with our kids all the time is what, what do you do when a shot goes up? And I think most players at every level, by the way, I'm not only talking about youth basketball right now, but I will focus on youth basketball because that's what this is about. Um, you know, most youth basketball players, the shot goes up. I think the first thing they do is subconsciously, they sort of evaluate, does it look like the ball's going to come to me or not? And if the answer to that question is no, they stand. And then, you know, it leads to one, two, or three people max going after the ball. Very rarely do you see more than three players truly going after a rebound in a youth basketball game. And so, again, that means the shot is going up and the other six or seven players are using that as an opportunity to relax and to rest and to take a playoff. So the next question really becomes, why don't most players play hard? And I think the first answer to that is, I think most people don't want to acknowledge that they don't play hard or that their son or daughter doesn't play hard or that their players don't play hard. You know, I've noticed that in my dealings with with, with parents especially is if you tell a parent their son can't shoot, they don't mind. But the second you say, hey, you know, Johnny could just play a lot harder, that really bothers people. And it shouldn't because playing hard is, is a simple skill, just like shooting the basketball is a skill. I think people hear you say they don't play hard and they sort of translate that into you saying they're being lazy 
or something like that, which is not the case. You know, you can, it doesn't mean you're lazy. It doesn't mean anything besides you just have not developed that skill, just like someone who hasn't developed the skill of shooting the basketball or hitting a baseball or pitching a baseball or whatever it is. You know, playing hard is a skill that is developed every every single day. And we'll, and we'll talk about that a little later is, is every second of every day, pretty much for an athlete. So I think the first step for us to really get kids to, to buy into playing hard is for parents to, to understand that, um, and parents and players and coaches, in fact, to, to understand that it's not, it's not negative. It's not mean, it's not anything but helpful when we, when we tell a player that they can play harder and, and we try to show them how they can do that. And people need to be more open to understanding that, hey, it's just a skill that we need to start developing every day. And with the growth of AU basketball and youth basketball, it's great to see parents who are committed to giving their sons and daughters opportunities. I know as a co-founder of the Ultimate Fieldhouse, it's great to see kids training and practicing and playing tournaments and going to camps. You know, the amount of kids that are coming through there is astounding. But I always think to myself, you know, think of the resources being spent on getting kids to dribble better, getting kids to shoot better. You know, I think parents are really willing to invest in that and, and coaches are really willing to invest in, in that, you know, in, in, in developing their players in those areas. And, and, he, and then you take players, players, you know, the serious ones are willing to go home and go outside and, and work at those skills. But how much are we investing into teaching kids the most valuable skill of playing hard? And I think parents need to think about that. You know, coaches and players need to think about if, if that truly is a skill. And, and when I say it's a skill, you're not born as someone who plays hard. You know, someone once told me that, that, you know, it's, you're either born that way or you're not. And I, and I told that person, well, that's funny because, you know, most of, the fa- most of the kids my father coached at the high school level, somehow before they graduated, they all learned to play hard. And I don't know, did he get lucky for 25 years or was he really good at developing that skill in players? And so if it is a skill that we can develop, you know, are we, are our players, our parents, you know, are we investing as much as we can into, into that skill? So I think people should think about that, you know, because you, you can dribble the ball as well as you want. If, if you don't truly compete and play hard, you're, you're not going to get to your potential and you're certainly not going to, you're not going to shine over other players who are more athletic than you or, or just as gifted than you. You know, as I'm talking here, I start to think back for, think back over all the years I've coached, like how many parents have come to me and said just flat out, hey, we need to get my son to play harder. We need to get my son or daughter to compete. And what can we do to do that? You know, I've had countless parents come to me and say, hey, he's not shooting enough in games. I'd like to see, you know, David get more shots. Or he misses his free throws. You know, or I wish he could dribble better and handle the ball better. Um, you know, you hear all that stuff. You hear comments about playing time, you know, or, or what 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 can our team do better? You know, I, I wish our team did this a little more. It's, but very rarely is the conversation with a parent ever steered in the direction of, of playing hard, unless it's by me in the conversations that I have. And it's, it's amazing to me because, you know, I've seen what can happen 
when players truly play hard and teams truly play hard. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think basketball is one of the toughest sports to play, if not the toughest, when you think about how athletic players are, how much training goes into it as far as playing both ends of the court, everybody having to be able to do uh, different things and, and, and showcase different skills athletically. It, it's the toughest game to play. But I found out as I've gotten older and as I've played the game at a high level and coached that it's really not that tough to play if you master the skill of playing hard. So I think it's, it really does start with the parent. I think the parent needs to truly value the skill of playing hard. Um, I think when, when, when parents evaluate their son's performance and the team's performance, I think that needs to be the number one thing they evaluate. And again, think of how many players choose teams because they're not playing with confidence. They are not getting to shoot enough. As I said earlier, playing time, all these concerns you hear. And, you know, I just wish how hard their son playing is playing or how hard their son is learning to play is the coach turning their son or daughter into a great competitor, into someone who plays hard. I wish that was at the forefront of the conversation, you know, or what most parents are, are thinking. One of my favorite stories about playing hard was a guy named Kyle Romer, who ironically, I'm going to his wedding this weekend, but Kyle played for me at De La Salle High School. I was an assistant coach there, and um, my father was the head coach, and Kyle was being recruited by several schools his senior year, but Colgate came to one of our practices, and the coach had never seen Kyle play before. And he just kind of trusted my father's word that this kid's a player. You need to come see him. And I think he was out in the area. So he came by our practice to check out Kyle. And he saw about five minutes of practice before he kind of signaled to my father to go outside with him. And the coach took my father outside and said, I want to offer him a scholarship. And he had literally seen him play for about five minutes. And what he saw was a kid who was talking nonstop, leading, just competing in all five of those minutes. And he had seen enough at that point. You know, now granted, he may have seen a little film of Kyle before, and I think he definitely trusted my father very much and, and took his word on what Kyle could do on the court. But for a college coach to do that, I've certainly never seen anything like that. And it really shows, you know, how much. Kyle stood out in, in everything he did, and that was just his habit. Now, on the other side of that story is, is I can think of my experience as a coach and all of the tryouts that I have led, whether it was high school, running freshman and JV tryouts, pretty much being a part of all three tryouts at the high school I coached for, for 12 years, um, and all the tryouts I've run at the youth level in our prime program. In fact, we just had one a couple nights ago, and... It's always amazing to me how these kids really want to make these teams they're trying out for. They're just really into it, and they, and they so badly feel like they want to make these teams. But you really look at the amount of kids who, I don't want to sound harsh and say cut themselves, but you know, it, it, is, it is what happens. They, they kind of walk, you know, the coach blows the whistle and they walk over to him, you know, or they shoot a layup in a layup drill and then they walk to the back of the line, you know, and their body language is just certainly doesn't make them stand out. 
you know, it just kind of blends in with everybody else. And you, you look at a tryout where there are 70 kids. And the reality is, I know in my high school career as a coach, if you had 70 kids at a tryout, you know, there might be two that really stand out in, in, in these areas that we're talking about. So it's interesting because, you know, as badly as those players want to want to make those teams, you can't turn it on. You can't just flip a light switch and just say, OK, now I'm going to have good body language. You know, now I'm going to be enthusiastic. Now I'm going to communicate. Now I'm going to dive on the loose balls. And now I'm going to run up and down the court as fast as I can and play hard and go after every rebound. You, you just, a player can't do those things. So when you really look at the purpose of what youth basketball is trying to accomplish, obviously it's a lot of things. It's, it's teaching kids to be a part of a team. It's, you know, being physically fit, you know, it's teaching accountability and, and all of these things that are life skills, as most players aren't going to be getting paid to play basketball as they get older. So this is about really developing great life skills. So you think about it, you know, right now it might be a tryout, but in six years it's a job interview or seven years it's a job interview. And your habits are your habits. And it all starts at the youth level with learning how to compete, how to communicate, you know. So when you go to a tryout, even though you want it super bad and you want to make that team and showcase, you know, how ready you are to make that team, you know, your, your habits don't just kind of st stick out, you know, where all of a sudden you're walking to the back of the line or you're forgetting to go after a rebound because your habit is just to kind of take a playoff. So to any players, parents, coaches who might be listening to this podcast I would say the first thing we all need to start doing a better job of as a youth basketball community is really just prioritizing this skill, the skill of playing hard. You know, as, as much as you want to see players make shots and as much as we all want to make shots and, and we think that's the end all, you know, we need to start prioritizing this skill and understanding that it really is the most important skill in basketball. You know, my, my, my coach has always told me that if you're only a shooter, you're going to have a lot of bad games. You know, even Steph Curry's had games where he's missed 13 threes or more than 10 threes in a game. And he still is one of the most effective players in the world, even when that happens. So you, you need to you, – you, the most consistent skill, I think, is, is playing hard. Once you've mastered that and once you've learned to do it, you're going to be consistent all of the time. So if you're a player – how do you build the skill of playing hard? What can you do to make sure, you know, because again, if we were talking about shooting, this conversation would be a lot easier. Well, you learn how to shoot the ball correctly. That would be step one. And then step two would be you go to a basket and you shoot 500 shots a day and you shoot game speed and you learn how to shoot the ball and you make shots, you know, but with, with this skill, it just isn't, I think that's the problem with playing hard is it's just not that there isn't a drill I can give you. You know, I don't think any coach could give someone a drill it's, it's more of a lifestyle. You know, at our tryouts on Sunday night, we gave out a, uh, what we call a character card. We give these out every couple weeks in our program. And the character card is usually a quote or a story that kind of exhibits a characteristic or a, a, good, a good quality in a teammate that, that we kind of want to focus on for, for the next couple weeks at practices and games. And, you know, the card I gave out at tryouts, I gave it out for a reason because it's my favorite quote. And I think it's something every kid could benefit from. And it says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act. It's a habit. 
So you, you think about that quote as it pertains to basketball, you know, excellence is not something that you're just going to turn on. As I said earlier, excellence is something that, that you have repeatedly done and you've focused on and you have tried to make a habit. So, you know, I'll start with, let's say I'm doing a jab drill and someone's, I got a partner and my partner's rebounding for me and I'm doing right foot jab and shoot. Do you catch the ball and just jab or do you start in a great stance? You know, right there, I've eliminated most players. Most players aren't going to start in a great stance. They're going to be upright, and they're going to jab, and then they're going to shoot, you know, instead of getting a stance. Every drill should start in a great active stance. So step one would just be making it a, a, a something you value, where every drill you're given, every part of practice you're at, you are going to give your best effort. And that sounds easy, and I think a lot of people hear that and say, okay, well, good, I do that. Well, you, you probably don't. And that's not a negative thing. It's just, it's just to play at the, to do it at an elite level, you know, you just really have to do it better and stand out. And, and I think the best measure for that is, can you honestly say at the last practice you were at that you stood out, that a neutral person who doesn't know you would have walked into the gym and instantly noticed how hard you're playing? I think the toughest part about learning to play hard is, is, and all these things I'm talking about is playing hard is kind of something that you've got to be doing all of the time where, you know, we're shooting. It's like, well, if I take 10 shots, I've got to shoot those 10 shots. Perfect. Where playing hard kind of reflects everything you do, you know? So in, in practice, if you, if you, if you throw a pass and you don't exaggerate your follow through and snap your wrist and, and snap that ball to your teammate, you know, you're actually getting worse. You know, that skill of playing hard is getting worse. I think that's the tough thing is that, you know, I think if I take a day off from shooting, I might not get worse at it. Even if I take two days off, I don't know that I'm going to become a worse shooter. Now, if I do that consistently, I will. But where playing hard is, is just constant. Every, every pass you throw, if you don't take it serious and, and throw it as well as you can, that habit of excellence is not being created. You know, every, every time you're on defense, if you're not trying to communicate, if you're not giving your best effort, even when your player doesn't have the ball, you know, the shot goes up, you're not trying to rebound, you're not building that habit of excellence. And to take it a step further, you're not building that habit of excellence if you're not trying to be excellent off the court. So, you know, we've always believed if you're not someone who's in class paying attention to your teacher, making eye contact, you know, actively listening to your teacher during class, you know, unless you're six foot 10 and you jump out of the gym, you know, I, I don't think you're going to be a great player. I don't think those habits are going to just change when you walk on to a basketball court. So as a player, if this is something that's important to you, if this, if you hear this and you say, you know what, I'd like to be a guy like that. I'd like to be a guy like Kyle Romer, who a college coach sees me for five minutes and, or, or a JT Estes who, who every referee that has me at a tournament, you know, remembers me. You know, if you, if you think that's something that would help you, which it would help anyone listening to this, um, it starts with you acknowledging that you really want to do that and then, and then making it a part of your life. You know, I think every, as I said earlier, I think, you know, we used to tell our high school players this and, and, and we had a reputation for how hard our high school players play. And people played and people would ask us, how do you get kids to play that hard? And, you know, when I look back at, at my father's teams that were legendary for how hard they competed, that's what I would say was the difference is, is those kids were always training. 
always. They were always training to be elite competitors and to be excellent. Now you say, well, what do you mean they were always training? Were they in the gym 20 hours a day? No, no, they were not in the gym 20 hours a day. They were in the gym two hours a day, just like any other kid. But even when they were outside of the gym, most of them were still training to be excellent. They were excellent students. They were excellent kids around the house. We would constantly get emails from parents saying, I don't know what's going on, but my son shakes hands now with his uncles and, and other teachers, other adults. He's, he's cleaning up dishes after dinner around the house. He's making his bed. And our players really took that serious. And because of that, they were always training and they were always striving to be excellent. And then when they took the court, doing these things we're talking about came second nature to them. It was a habit. Excellence truly became a habit. So if you're serious about the game as a player, if you're a parent who coaches a player who's investing a lot of time or even to coaches who may be listening, you know, I think, um, I think everybody can benefit from this. You know, I know I look back, I, I was fortunate to play college basketball. You know, I played my high school teams, won state championships. And, you know, I think coming from winning programs, you know, we won the league championship when I was at St. Mary's and played in the NCAA tournament. You know, I, I played with a lot of great players and, and was a part of a lot of winning teams. But when I really look back on my career, I can count pretty much on one hand the people that I believe truly played hard all of the time. You know, I grew up watching my father play basketball with, with Brian Sullivan, who also coached me at, at, at the high school level. And, and Brian's a huge part of the XL basketball camps. You know, he was the first player I watched who just wowed me by how hard he played and how competitive he was. He, he's still legendary for that. And I don't think I'll ever see someone again who competes like he did. And uh, that's always someone that I strived to be like myself as a player without question. You know, in, in college, I played with a guy, Josh Unruh. You know, my freshman year, he was a senior and he was a part of our league championship team. And, and that guy was, was, I always looked up to him as, as he was not athletic. You know, he was six foot, six foot one and, and, and didn't really dunk and do those kind of things during games, but he took charges. He dove on loose balls. He communicated nonstop. You know, he led uh, the team. You know, he just played so hard. He never took a possession off. And, you know, I wanted to be like that. And I'm very thankful to have had him when I was a freshman in college. So develop the skill. You know, think about what it takes. And, and hopefully this, this podcast allows some, some people to think about this. Um, I truly believe it's the easiest way to earn your way onto the basketball court if you're part of a team. Um, if you do all of these little things, you know, I think kids, I always tell parents, one of the hardest parts for me about coaching youth basketball is getting parents and players to understand how good their kid could be. You know, outside of the really talented kids, you know, a lot of other people just think, well, you know, he'll, he'll play. And if he gets to a high level, if he can play varsity basketball and be a good player at his high school, that's great. And to me, it's like, I was five foot eight and played college basketball. I had no business playing in college. And the only reason I played college basketball was because, because I truly learned how to compete. And it was something from when I was super young, you know, third grade, it was something that my father who coached me and Brian Sullivan who coached me, those guys really instilled in me as something I should value. Uh, I'm not saying I played hard at those grades. Absolutely not. I don't think I truly played hard until I was in high school. Uh, and, and even then, maybe not until my freshman year in college. 
you know, but it was always something I wanted to do. It was always something that I valued and, you know, being the best competitor, being someone people remembered as a competitor was super important to me. And it started at a young age. So for me, being able to play college basketball, you know, um, I, I really think it all came back to that. So um, I, I challenge all the kids listening to this, you know, you can play at a very high level, higher than you probably imagine you can play at, but it d- developing a skill like competing, like playing hard that we're talking about, it takes an enormous amount of focus and effort. And as I said earlier, it the, the hardest thing is it's not just about basketball. It's about really trying to be excellent in everything you do in life. So hopefully that makes some sense and, and registers with some people and, 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 you know, maybe we can step back and realize how important the skill of playing hard is and how that's something that needs to be valued. I can just not say that enough with all the families and players I deal with and even coaches, just it's, we, 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 we talk about playing hard and, and competing. We, you know, we, we talk about it a little bit, but do we truly value it? Is it truly something you value as much as putting the ball in the basket, winning, and some of these other things? And I think that's an important question to ask. So, you know, if this podcast, if, if you thought it was interesting or if any part of it helped you in any way, um, I'd love you to spread the word. Tell another player or parent or even a coach, you know, about this if, if you think someone would benefit from it. Thank you for listening.